Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Sap and Chance. Guys, gals, strap in because it is time for the 2023 year in review via Sap and Chance. Guys, we're going to talk about male of the year, female of the year, and everything else in between. So, like I said, strap in and let's get this puppy on the road. Sap and Chance, here we go. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Sam and Chance, second episode of the year, boxing review of the year. Chance, how are you this Thursday, my friend? I'm doing very, very well. How about yourself? Can't complain, brother man. I don't think we're going to go with the three-round system. Let's just do a free flow yeah. show. Uh, review show in full effect. I'm going to say this right off the bat, brother. I love boxing, man. <laughs> I've been waiting to do this one all week. I've been excited for it. Boxing was amazing this year boxing personally was amazing this year for both of us um who would have thought that a we would have gone to two shows this year who would have thought that we would be sitting inches away from potentially an undisputed world champion in in in, in the near future uh, we're talking about david benavides and the time that we spent down there uh boxing man i love it i love it you? It's been a great year of fights. We got the fights that we say we never get um, that we wanted, and we got a few of them. Spence Crawford, um, the standout. We got Haney Lomachenko. So we got a few fights that we finally, finally wanted. And uh, meeting the Benavidez guys, being at the camp, so many good things in 2023 for boxing. Is it best year in boxing in a long time? Last maybe 10 years as far as fight-wise and yeah. action stuff? Yeah, I think people, I think they finally heard that people were getting annoyed, realizing that the UFC was was taking boxing away from a lot of people. So they had to step up their game. And I hope they continue that trend, man. And, you know, I mean, the way we're already looking at 2024 and what we're kind of hearing in the weeds and the grasses, that it's going to be another great year. I ahead. think so. Some big fights lined right? up. So, but why don't we just take a look at what was 2023? And let's get this puppy started, Matt. Ding, ding, male of the year. You want to go first or should I go first? You can start it off this time. All right. So I'm going to go male of the year. I had two. I'm going to always go with the two things that I thought I felt were going to be the guys. So for me, it came down to Lomo, or sorry, it came down to Devin Haney and uh, Inoue. Now, I went Inoue. Because the way he ended 2022 at 118 pounds was amazing. And what he accomplished throughout the year and the way he closed out to become uh, undisputed again for the second time. Uh, only, you know, the second match to do it now after Terrence Crawford, obviously. Yeah. The only thing, the only stain that, that didn't give it to Devin Haney for me was that Lomo fight. That's why I can't get with the Haney. That's what it came down to for me because, yes, he won the fight, and it's arguable that he won the fight, but it's also debatable that he lost the fight. If you know, if he came out and he dominated, he'd be male of the year. And, and if he would have dominated, yeah. Right? But the fact that he didn't dominate against an older competitor, the fact that he struggled with him. Yes, a much smaller man, too, in Loma. And a much smaller man, you know, um, that that but then again the way De Haney looked against Prograce was just amazing as well. But what was the level of talent that was coming back to him, right? Thanks. Where Tapales was actually giving a a hard time into that he fight. Was. 
right? Right, right up until he lost. He was like, I think, you know, he, he had a few rounds on him as well, right? So he did, yeah. Um, but Inouye coming through again. And he beat Stephen Fulton before that, a Absolutely. Six whatever. Right. So the reality is he stayed active as well. Um, you know, he, he had more fights than uh, Haney had two fights of the year, right? A program yeah. where, where he had one, two, three, three fights. I mean, it, it's, but, but it's just the body of work overall. So for me, Inoue, your male fighter of the year. Yourself? It was between him and uh, Terrence Crawford. I only gave it to Crawford just because that was the undisputed fight that we wanted to see, that we've been waiting to see. And it finally happened the way he dominated Errol Spence. I mean, Inoue won his fight and he did beat the crap out of the guys, but Crawford didn't lose a round. He didn't even lose 30 seconds. It's just the boxing clinic. So Inoue or Crawford, you go either way. I went with Crawford just because it was a, uh, a bigger fight in North America, more pe- more eyeballs on it. But the most popular fight of the year still was Tank and Garcia, 1.5 million pay-per-view buys. But yeah, uh, Terrence Crawford for me. Yeah, no, and I, I you know, I thought about he finally Spence, got yeah. he finally got the cap on his hat. People like, is he that good? He doesn't beat anybody. Then they say Spence is his kryptonite, and then he dominated him. So that's no, and why. he dominated him, and and I think that took a luster off of him because it was such a dominating fight. Like you, you built this up for many, many, many years, and and to have the fight that they did was so much for me. Anyways, like it was great to watch, but it was anticlimactic in a way for me, right? Because it's just kind of like I didn't expect that one sided domination. Nobody did. It was right? crazy, and it was great. But the only other the other piece of that that held Crawford off my list was the fact that he only fought the one time. I know, I know. No, in no way, he couldn't go wrong with either one, but I just gave it to Crawford just because he finally got yeah. finally got that big fight, finally undisputed fight, the fight of the year that we're all anticipating for. It wasn't a very good fight as far as action, but, but no. in a way, Crawford can't go wrong. For sure. One. All right, let's head over to female boxer of the year. Um, go for it, brother. You got the floor for this one first. Katie Taylor, I think. This third year, what she yeah. came through, yeah. the adversity. Yeah. Her wins, fights on the big scale. I mean, yeah. it has to be Katie Taylor. I don't. What do you think? Who do you got? Well, I, I went Katie Taylor because again, she lost yeah. that fight, you know, against Chantel Cameron. But for her to come back the way she did, that's the thing. The and dominate, and, and you know, the way she did that was just phenomenal. That just shows that you can take adversity because a lot of guys, like I mean, let's look at Anthony Joshua. He lost, and then he lost again. A lot of guys going to lose streak. You know, losing um Yeah, Joshua didn't fight that adversity come back with the way he lost back to back, right? So yeah. that's why I had to give it to Katie Taylor. Yeah, I gave it to Katie Taylor. I wanted to give it to Alicia Baumgartner, uh, A, because initially I, I really wanted to give it to her, and I think I would have. Um, A, because I look at her, her style is really good. I love how she fights, and I think she could become the face of female boxing. She has the look, she has the charisma, she has all the qualities that you want as a marketing piece as well, right? To promote the sport. Yeah. The drug allegations and the steroid allegations is what killed it for me, unfortunately. Yeah, and they're probably true if you looked at her physique. I mean, but regardless of whatever it is, I mean, that killed it, right? You know, and, you know, that kind of put it away for Katie Taylor. I think that she could have run away with that nomination um overall but you know let's see let's see where the future holds for all these ladies all right man this is an interesting one fight of the year who do you or uh, i'll go first on this one man this is actually going back to december really honestly the fight that i didn't see that you told me that i missed and i went back and watched man rosalie ramirez against rafael espinoza Espinoza. 
Uh, hands down, like there were a lot of great fights this year, hands down, but this was probably the fight of the, the year. The best action for sure. The best action back and forth, just, you know, coming back from adversity, Espinosa getting knocked down when he did and coming back and just dominating the fight afterwards. Um, yeah, for me, that was the fight of the year. You? Uh, I have that down as my fight of the year, but then as I got closer to the show, I changed it. I went for Haney Lomachenko just okay. because of the scale of the fight. Just because the controversy, I was still to this day, we're still talking about it. And Haney will not rematch him. So to me, I think Haney will never admit it, but I think he knows Lomo got the upper hand of him. If he thought he beat him so easily, why wouldn't he just rematch him and finish the old man off? So best action for sure, Ramirez Espinosa by far. Um, but I think fight of the year, I would say Haney Lomachenko is just that was Lomo's chance to get the undisputed belts, to finally get that feather in his cap, and he got robbed by the judges. Uh, so that's why I say that. But you're right, Ramirez Espinosa by far was the best fight of the year. But Haney Lomachenko, significance of it, and we're still talking about it to this day. Yeah, yeah. I gave uh, honorable mention to 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 better be Vineyard as well from this. Yeah, yeah, that was a well, good one too. Um, I mean, I mean, until he got knocked out and got destroyed, I mean, he was winning that fight to yeah, a certain a great extent, fight. right? So I mean, I, and again, it wasn't you know. I call that, you know, an honorable mention because Yard just showed a lot in that he fight. Did. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if he can take that experience and build off of it, that guy can be something to talk about this year, man. So that was an honorable mention from my side of it. I just thought I'd throw that in there. Um, all right, let's move on. KO of the year. So many good KOs, right? This is always a tricky one every year, but I had to go with uh, Zhang and Joy Joes too. When, Z when Zhang hit him with that, that hook right to the chin, Way he goes, made a statement in the heavyweight division. Um, he's a beast, he's a monster. I don't think a lot of people want a part of him. He's, he's big, strong. There's so many good KOs. There's about four or five I was thinking about. Yeah. But I the one that stands out to me was Zhang and Joyce. The well, usually the one that pops out of your head, pops well, in your head me, the first one is the one you should go with. Yeah. So yeah. Joyce and, and Zhang for me. And if we're basing it off of that, if if we're basing it off of that, then I have to go back to May 20th. And I predict, you know, this is my pick then when we did our mid-year review. Uh, Nakatani Mahoney. Yeah, yeah, that one too. That still stands out in my head as, as the knockout of the year because then I'm like, I was blown away when I saw it then, and it stayed in my head yep. all year round. And to look back at it, you're just like, oh, right. But yeah, was, I like about these year interview shows because you go back, you watch some YouTube clips, you you read articles, you study, you watch this, watch that. You get a reminder, man, that was great. That was great. That was only six months. We forget because we move on so fast to the next thing, right? Especially with this show, we're always going to the current, right? It's kind of nice to go back and that one too. There's so many good knockouts, but yeah. those two for sure. For sure, for sure. All right, what do we have here? All right, promoter of the year. Now this is... That one's tough. It's tough. I went Al Heyman. I yeah. went Al Heyman only primarily for the fact that he put on Showtime put on the best shows of the year this year. Hands down, uh, Showtime wins it, right? It, or, or PBC, sorry. Uh, you know, just to see, look at what they put out there this year. You had the Tank Garcia. You had uh, year. right. You had Benavides and and Plant. That was a great card through and through. Um, you know, just this. Throughout the whole year, Spence Crawford, yeah, right. I mean, all of it. Like they, they put on the best shows of the year. So promoter promotion of the year goes to PBC and Al Heyman for me. Can't really disagree with you on that. You've got very very valid points. They had the biggest fight of the year, you know, Garcia and um, and Tank. But for me, I went with Bob Aaron top rank. 
just okay. because of the Ramirez Espinosa fight, the Haney Lomachenko fight, and he was a part of putting together Fury versus Magano, which is a big fight, crossover fight. We've never seen anything on that scale before. Yeah. Um, so that's why I went with uh, top rank and bomber. And they have the best commentators, Joe Tessitore and Tim Bradley. Love that team. Not many good boxing commentators still left, but those guys are very, very good. Yeah. But you're not wrong in what you said. I do agree with you. PBC had the biggest as far as cards go, as far as name notoriety. But just the Haney, Lomachenko, Ramirez, Espinosa, that's some really big fights. And then the Fury and Nagano. And I'll you know, be honest. Uh, you know, these fights too in Japan that he put on, Bob put on twice. Yeah. So. No, no. Here, here's the bottom line. I'll say. You can go um, either way. Both, both, both promotions did great work, right? I mean, it's just, just different levels of great work. Mm. Right. I mean, you, you're not wrong. I'm not wrong. I mean, I think we'd be wrong if we said Matchroom or Queensbury. But we'd be wrong. Or if we said Golden Boy. Or Golden Boy, we'd be wrong. But you top rank and PBC are the two big dogs. Yeah, absolutely. And then other streaming now. PBC is going to be streaming on Amazon. So people, now there's a little more clarity that you got to have an Amazon subscription and then you're going to have to buy the pay per view. But in saying that, they will have free fights too. But here's the funny thing with that deal as well. I mean, now you're going to take a look at the purses. How are they going to be affected? Because Showtime was putting up a lot of money for these purses too, right? With 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 PBC going to Amazon now, where's the money going to come from? Amazon's already said we're not putting up any money. You can use our platform to stream and put in your pay per view. So they're going to have to release all these fights. So that's why PBC wants to put together these Canelo Benavidez or whoever they want. They have to. This is all they have now, right? I mean, this is where they're streaming. So, like, I mean, a guy like David. Does he make he does he start to think, well, maybe I should go over there now because the money here is not going to be great because you're not going to get the PVV points. You're not going to get all the things that you would have from Showtime, right? I mean, I that supplements it. Like, okay, granted, the guy says, you know, your guaranteed purse is three million for the fight, but that extra five to six million comes from the endorsements, comes from the points, comes from this. A yeah. lot of that's being taken away from PPC now. So are we going to see a jump of talent leaving PPC because the money's not there now? I think it's going to be a wait and see. They're going to do a few big pay-per-views and see how many people are buying them, see yeah. what kind of sponsorship they can get, and then they'll play it by ear. But bold move by Al Heyman. He's like a Vince McMahon. He's the first. McMahon was the first guy to do streaming. Heyman's the second guy in the boxing world. Well, the first guy in the boxing world, the second guy in the combat world. So, yeah, no, man's a trendsetter, man. He's, he's got to be done. We'll find out what we're looking at here. All right. Card of the year. That's going to have to be the Plant Benavides card, I think, because it had Cody Crowley on there. Had a, Every fight was good. So, Plant Benavides card of the year. Yeah, same here. I agree with you. And it, I, I think also a bit of bias on my point, we were there. Yeah, um, but still, um, just the card. Even looking at it, they're looking at top to bottom. The fights yeah. are all good. No, yeah, yeah. Cody on there. I mean, him and Abel Ramos were fighting. Yeah. And a big shout out to both those guys for coming onto the show. Thank you, guys. And Benavides. He had three of those guys and, off the card. That's yeah, pretty we impressive. Had three guys from that, right? And, uh, you know, the Colbert, the first Colbert yeah. Venezuela fight was on there as well. That's true. So through, through, through. Um, I was thinking that, but I was also thinking Day of Reckoning just because of the names that was, that was on that oh. card. Right, I mean, you, how many times do you get Wilder, Joshua, Better, or sorry, uh, Bivol, all all on the same card, right? I mean, and Daniel Dubois was, was on there too, and Daniel Dubois, and and uh, Miller was on there as well. So, I mean, you, you look. If Saudi Arabia keeps doing it like that, we're going to lose so many fights in in Vegas and LA because they pay the most and they put on those cards. Like they're, yeah. they're not going to put the money, right? So, no, no, was was big time too. Yeah, yeah, it was a good card. But yeah, for me, the Benavides plant card, hands down, card of the year. And we were yeah. talking about it then. Plant was winning the fight for a while, and he was in it. 
Bro, it's not often that you go to a boxing, you know, like you're when you're in the crowd and you're can't wait for the next fight after the next fight. Yeah, exactly. Right? Doesn't and, happen and, a lot in boxing. And it delivered. The card delivered. The experience delivered. I mean, from that card alone, look how much we got in terms of content. Look how much we we got in terms of meeting people and bringing people onto the show. I mean, that allowed us to go to the All-Star Game in Seattle. I mean, you just yeah. look, look at it all, Speaking right? Speaking of that, has anybody heard what Cody Crowley's doing in 2024? He fights once a year at 30 years old. He's wasting his career by not fighting, being inactive. I'll tell you what, man. I got a little bit of an inside information on it. Um, I, I, I'll share it with you off the air. I don't want to do that. Because he did, he did say he's retired, technically. I don't think that, I don't think anybody took that very seriously. Yeah, because nobody's reporting on it. But he did. He did put that on Instagram that he's he's sick of the fight game. He, and he's right. He's biased. He's an number one contender. He's forgetting the fights. He's not getting the fights. Well, it kind of sucks because I mean, if you think about it, he is the number one contender for the WBC world title, right? Or for 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 that welterweight title. I think what really hurt him is when they sent the IBF belt to Boots. Yeah. But right. still, though, like they got to do a better PBC got to do a better better job of getting him the fights. If they can't get him the fights, then he needs to go to top rank or somewhere else and get him because obviously he's not getting him here. Well, Cody's in California. I'll tell you that much. Like he's yeah, out I in seen California it. I now. Uh, he's hanging out there. And when I was there in November for the last Benavides fight against Sandra uh, Boo Boo, um, yeah. you know, I got to talk to a lot of people hanging out with them. Right. I mean, that was a part of the experience having the years of people who are in the inside and hearing some of the things that I heard and whatnot, you know, best wishes to Cody. I hope nothing but the best for him. I hope he can figure it out. And I hope we see him back in the ring this year, man. I really What's hope your gut that. feeling? You think Cody probably fights in 2024 or not? What do you think? I, I hope he does. I can't, it's hard to say. I mean, the man has to come to his own terms, right? Um, He's dealing with some things right now. I can. Yeah. He struggles fight. with mental health. He's open about right? that. Yeah, so yeah. he's struggling with a couple things right now. I don't want to say too much because do not to be disrespectful to him. Because yeah, yeah. you know, I spoke to him briefly when I was in Vegas. Um, but but the reality of it is, is like he's dealing with some things, and you know, some of the people that I talk to are close to him from Ontario mm-hmm. that were there as well, and they they had some insights. So, you know, I, I hope nothing but the best for him, and I hope yeah. he can, can come back, man. Because yeah, fighting once a year is not worth it and uh he's well come- not when you're not when you're 30 years old you're in your prime and you're the number one ranked contender you got to get make the fights happen if he needs a better promoter yeah or something but he's come yeah. too far to throw it away especially coming from canada it's very rare that Canadian gets into the spot yeah and to be number one guy for the green belt which i still believe is the real belt yeah in my opinion all right uh let's move on story of the year in boxing um for me i'll go on this one it was nogano hands down and for me i just it just yeah you had spence crawford but we were waiting for those things but nogano coming into the world of pro boxing and and you know that whole story behind it and the way it played out yeah knocking him down and almost winning yeah right you know for me that has to be the story of the year uh only for the fact that that was probably one of the worst moments of boxing too it was a great moment but it was also a bad moment because it really like, okay, this guy comes in against the number one heavyweight in the world and puts on a performance like that. Did Tyson not show up or was Nagano that good? And it's, it's, it sucks because you don't want to take anything away from Nagano. He didn't look great. I think Tyson just looked really, really bad in my opinion. 
no excuses for Tyson. You should have trained better. You should have been in better shape. Trust me, people are when he comes out with Yusek, he he's gonna finish Yusek. He's no, gonna he be will. a holy beast. But yeah, Nagano shocked everybody because everybody thought Tyson would box circles around him, kind of like what Mayweather did to, to Connor. But Tyson figured out a good point. Mayweather and McGregor, they're midgets compared to us, not even up to my chest. When we heavyweights hit at this level, one little sting, knock you down. Because you know, Nagano hits hard, right? So I mean, but he should have he should have done a better job. No excuse for fear. He won, but barely. I agree with what you say and what he said, but at the same time, you are heads and shoulders above this guy oh, in every absolutely. way. He shouldn't even have touched you. I know. It should have been a sparring session for you. And you think so. You would right. And and he shouldn't have touched you. Him touching you shouldn't yeah, I get it. He touches you once, you can get knocked out. You have to be cautious. I get it. But your defensive skills should outshine his. He shouldn't have been able to get in that close to you. You should have outboxed him. You had the reach. You had everything going for you. What that showed me was that someone who is as big as him and almost as, as tall as him, he can't handle it, right? So Tyson... Well, he did it, but he did it, with, he did it with Wilder, though. Well, Wilder came in at 213 pounds. When you're 200 yeah. pounds against you know 272 pounds, that's a different story. But when the other guy coming in is 6'4", 6'5", 265, and you're 270, I mean, that's only a seven-pound differential, right? I mean, 10 to pounds differential. So mm. it just, I think it shook the boxing world more because they didn't expect that from him. Even though he walked away with the victory, he got the win, but barely. Yeah, he got the win barely. It kind of reminded me of his younger brother Tommy against KSI. Like everyone's like, "Oh, you won," but everybody knows you shouldn't have won. Sort of a deal. Yeah, right. Yeah, so Fury got Fury. Uh, he won by the skin of his teeth, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's how I know it's a good wake up call for him and a bad thing for Usyk because now this is the most motivated, hungry Fury you're going to see. Yeah, and we're going to see this in February, right? Oh, that's so only a month away. Yeah, February. We're 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 not too far away from that. And but yeah, so that was the biggest story of the year. Now, last one on our list upset of the year. Joseph Parker beating the crap Deontay Wilder like that. Everybody thought he wouldn't last, even including myself, four or five rounds of Deontay, and he beat him. He had a great game plan. Yeah. And uh beat yeah. him and Wilder looks yeah. slow. He looks shot ever since what Fury did to him. Wilder's finished. Yeah. Okay. So, so I, Parker over Deontay Wilder. Yeah, and you know what? I have that as mine as well. But right beside it, I had Tyson Fury, Francis Nagano as upset of the year, not because he won, is the outcome of it and ha- the, the 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 stuff that happened afterwards, and you know the way that people were treating it afterwards, and you know that energy that came out of it. Yeah, he won, but he lost. Yeah, I know what you mean. They're gonna they'll fight again. I think they'll do it again. Well, I mean. But but hands down, yeah. I mean, we, we saw what Tyson took out of him. Yeah, and another thing I got to say, for, for dope of the year, I got to go to Eddie Hearn, because that guy's always mouthing off, always mouthing off. Now he's saying Joshua will smoke Wilder. Okay, well, Wilder's shot. If Joshua is so, and he's great, but if he's as badass as Eddie Hearn's saying, let him fight Nagano. And watch what happens if Nagano fights him. I think Nagano will knock him out. I don't think, I don't, Joshua doesn't have that heart. Like, Fury always gets up. Joshua doesn't do that. Well, so you know, I, I think if he stays with Ben Davidson, if he works with Ben Davidson now, because I mean, think about it. He went from, he, he's had three different trainers now in this last little while, right? I mean, yeah. I, I can't remember Robert, um, the, the, the Spanish. The, the, the Garcia? 
Garcia, yeah, I believe he yeah. was Garcia for the first one, right? The the second he's was, always changing trainers, right? Right, and then he went to Derek James for the, his April fight against um, uh, what's his name, the other guy there who he fought in April. Um, yeah, yeah, I think it was name right now, but I know what you mean. Right, and now he went with Ben Davison, but I'll be honest, man, he looked amazing with Ben Davison in that fight against Otto Wolin. He did, but he should have done that. He's supposed to look like that. He's supposed to be right, but Otto Wall. He's supposed, to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, I agree with you, but you need the team behind you to bring it out of you, right? Yeah. So, I mean, if he continues with Ben Davison and it looks like he does, and if he's... You're if, talking about Robert Helenas that he beat up there, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and let's see. Let's see. Let's see. see. Joshua think, looks right? great. I can't take anything away from him. Hopefully that uh, after Fury Usyk, because um, he's not going to fight Usyk a third time if Usyk wins. If Fury wins, we might see Fury Joshua 2024. Well, it's going to be interesting because I heard, I was reading an article, Ben Davison saying that one of the things that he told him when they were meeting He's like, I would love us to fight Usyk a third time because I think working with us, we can get it done. Ben Davis can say that all he wants is not happening. Usyk easily beat him twice. Nobody wants to see that. No, no, no. Can't. When you don't even make it close, it's like, yeah, he's just talking smoke. But uh, you'll never see that again. But you might see Fury Joshua in 2024 if Fury beats Usyk. Well, I mean, everything's aligned up for that, right? I mean, it should be that. I mean, you've done your job. You've done your part. He beats him. You go for undisputed. Yeah, I just can't wait for the, the press conferences and the, I think, all the hype for the Fury Usyk because Fury's going to go off on yeah. him. It's going to be hilarious stuff. I think the thing that's going to hold that flight up is Hergovitz. But for Fury Joshua? Yeah. Yeah, Hergovitz is in line for a title shot too. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's still, that heavyweight division is still saturated. Like yeah, he got Zhang around too. He wants to fight somebody. So we'll see. Boogeyman, man. No one wants to go near Zhang now, right? Oh, he's I big, mean, strong. He's just too powerful. All right, 2024. We're going to start off this year with Better Beef in Montreal. Um, Smith, yeah. Good Smith. card on top, right? Right. So, I mean, we suspect and we kind of assume where that's going to go. We'll talk about that fight as we get closer to it. But word is out that they have signed a deal in agreement to have Bibble better beef after that. That'd be sweet. Yeah, in Saudi Arabia, too, of all right. places. But yeah, I heard that, too. Well, better beef's got to win his fight first, right? Yep. So, you never know. He is getting older. He's 38, 39. Yeah. Then we got heavyweight undisputed in February. That's, That's the granddaddy of them all. That's it. And so then we'll see where the rest of the yard formulates from, or the rest of the card formulates from there on in. Chance, I tell you, what, man, 2023 was a great year. I love boxing, man. It was I, a great year. Enough. Um, I can't wait for what 2024 is going to bring to us, and I can't wait for what we get to cover and who we're going to have on the show. So we're going to keep yeah. working, we're going to keep working hard, and we're going to try to keep bringing the best content and the best guests to our show. Um, I'm excited for the future. I can't wait. Let's, since, since we're bringing that up, who is your favorite boxing guest that we had on this year? Who do you think gave the like? The best interview we did for Boxing. For me, it was David. Only because we were there live. Yeah. I, I that was a good interview too. It was really good. The questions have flowed well. Yeah. I think though, I think the Cowboy. the guy who gave us the best interview. Cowboy. Huh? Cowboy? Yeah, Cowboy, but we did that the year before too, and I said that last time. I was yeah. gonna say Stitch. Yeah. Just because because he showed us the that told us some insights. So show us the, what Brock Lesnar gave him yeah. and what this guy gave him. Mm. And uh, Benavides is great too. Don't get me wrong. That was a really good interview, but I think obviously our most popular one, of course, but I think listening back to it the other day, the stitch one I thought was the best boxing one that we did just yeah, because no. the way it was going. Nothing and away from the Benavides. He's obviously a much higher scale, but, but I'm just talking as far as listening wise. 
you know, now that you bring up Stitch, thank you so much, brother, because nothing but love and respect. Oh, he wore, yeah, we got to bring, they've never even talked yeah. about this. Yet. So, so when we were in Vegas in November, um, I called Stitch. He goes, yeah, yeah, come and, you know, we'll connect, we'll connect. And at the weigh-ins, he went out of his way to find me, to reach out to me and find me. Hey, let's get together. Let's, you know, talk, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And we sat at a bar and we chatted and we created a little something. And I gave him one of our pins and asked him, could you wear our pin? And sure enough, man, the brother wore our pin on TV, on the top rank card. Uh, I saw it a few times. That was on the Ramirez Espinosa card. Yeah, yeah. So it was phenomenal. Um, He is perhaps one of the most gracious and and helpful guys in the sport, hands down. Um, He is the Vance Nevada of independent wrestling. As far as boxing goes, there's a few guys, Vance Nevada, Stitch, that yeah. are behind the scenes. They're such genuine guys. They try to help you. Yeah. They work hard on their sleeve and they're just great. I can't say a bad word, but even one they're, of them because they're, they're selfless. They're huh? selfless. They're selfless. Right. I mean, Stitch could have said, Yeah, I'll wear your pin, but I want you never know. did it. And most guys would, but not him. No. He's a class act. He's a class act through and through. He just wants to see everyone succeed. Like we want to see everyone succeed. Um, so big shout out to Stitch for for 2023. Thank you so much, sir. Uh, yes, thank for you. All the love and the respect. And, you know, again, another shout out to the team Benavides. Yeah, Benavides um, is a great trust. You know, those those guys there, their, their openness, their willingness, their. their From senior their, to junior to yeah, the coach, you know, like the just, whole, to, just, whole to, just to allow us into their space the way they did. And, and you know, to really make us feel comfortable. And I'll expand on that. When I was there in November with them, I mean, how many people do these guys see every day? How many people go up to them and shake their hands, right? When I passed Jose uh, Senior, he stopped. Hey, Sam, how are you? That that touched my heart because, like, Mm. we left an impression on them, right? And all he says, like, brother, come down anytime you want. Yeah, I was about to say that. We have the open invite to go down there, which is really cool. Yeah. So, and then, you know, just the team itself. uh, Big shout out to Bernard, uh, coach. uh, Made it all happen. Made it all happen. Even to this day, he's still making things happen. Uh, I can't wait. To... He's another selfless guy too, Bernard. I forgot to mention Bernard. He yeah. did a lot for us behind no, the scenes. Yeah, absolutely, he the Benavides stuff for us. He did. So he did. You. And then the way he took me under his wing a little bit in Vegas, um, you know, down there after the fight and everything, you know, just bringing me into the flock as I said to him, right? He didn't have to do that. Nope. No, oh, he's a great guy. We got to go upstairs, and how often do you get to meet one of the boxers right after a fight, especially after a loss? Never, unless you're like part of the family, the inner circle, it doesn't happen. Right? And for me to be able to go up there and spend some time with Jose and then talk to him and be a part of that team and, you know, the connections that I made, big shout out to Coach and uh, Coach Bernard, um, just beautiful people. So, you know, the goal for this year is to build on those relationships and to build on our work and and to see what we can accomplish this year, man. We have a lot of feelers out there, so you know we're hoping that some of those lines will connect and we'll have yeah, some well. have some great stuff for these guys, man. Any last thoughts on twenty twenty three, brother? We see some good fights, and we've been saying for previous years past, we never got to see. We've seen Spence Crawford, Andy Lomachenko, lots and lots of good fights. Lots some of the undercards, like, some of the undercards fights that people don't watch. You just want to wait for the main event. Some of them can be the best fights, or that card, the free card. Ramirez Espinosa card, fight of the year, one of the fights of the year. So you just never know. 
That's why we watch it all, brother. That's why you watch it all. But yeah, it's been we watch it 2024 all. is in line to be bigger than 2023 because you're starting off with a better BF Callum Smith in Montreal, where better BF calls home now. And then right after that, a month later, you got the granddaddy of them all, Fury Usyk for all the belts, number one heavyweight in the world will emerge. No, 100%. And you know what? We forgot to do this in the other show. I, I think it's it's really key that we thank our families, um, yeah. our better halves and our kids for allowing us, not allowing us, but, you know, working with us to to create what we're being able to create to do the things that we're doing. I mean, the fact that we're sitting here, we could be doing other things for the family, with the family. But you know yeah. what? We got a couple of good wives that, that let us go and do our thing. So. Yeah. Wait, I couldn't agree with you more. Without the family support and uh, without the family support, I don't think we're able to do half of what we've been able to do. Absolutely. So yeah. big shout out to them for for their continued support and love. And uh, yeah, some of it's been challenging, but most part, it's been pretty good. All yeah, right. Absolutely. You made it let's, happen. Thank you guys for that. That's absolutely. All right, brother, let's wrap this up. 2024 is here. 2023 is back there. So we're done looking back. It's time to look forward. Chance, I wish you, as I said earlier, nothing but the best for 2024 for you and your family and for us as a group and uh, to the fans. Blessings. You know, God bless you all. Yeah, happy New Year, buddy. Yeah, thank you, brother. I'm Bobby Sampson. He's Mr. Chance Michaels. Drop the line. Yeah. And in the words of the great ACDC, those that download, like, and subscribe to the podcast, we salute you. We do salute you and everything works out. We'll see those guys one more time this uh, spring summertime. So looking forward to that. So a lot of cool stuff coming up this year, musically, wrestling, boxing. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up. If you're going to see like old bands or old wrestlers or fighters, we'll see them now because they don't come, they might not come back. So if you got no. a chance to see a band or whatever you like, we'll see it. You go see Especially it. Especially in the other 70s and 80s. Exactly. You got to, if once, if not once, you got to go. Even if you're not a fan, just to experience it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, guys. Sap and Chance. Happy New Year. We are out. We'll see you next week. <laughs>